<laughs> Lovely. Cool. So, um, yeah, what I'll do is I'll just do a quick, quick intro um, and then, yeah, we'll just jump in. Um, and, you know, no pressure. This isn't live or anything like that. So if we need, if we want to cut anything out, you know, we can do that after if we need to. So, you know, it's just a nice, a nice informal yeah. chat. Okay. Cool. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Prop Sessions. Today, we've got Richard and Wendy on who are dear clients of Prop Medias and of mine for a good while now. They run the Rent Guarantee Company. Uh, without further ado, welcome Richard and Wendy. Thank you. Cheers, Ibs. <laughs> um, it's, it, this one's really quite a nice one for me because I'm, you know, from having the pleasure of working with you guys for you know, well over a year now, um, we know each other quite well, so we can, you know, it, 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 may, it makes the conversation always a little bit nicer, right? And we can delve into different things. I think the, the place I'd love to start is how this all began uh, and kind of the reason why and behind it. Because I think actually what you're doing has a few different layers behind it as well. And, you know, that stuff I'd love to unpack. So, yeah, I guess maybe we'll start with Wendy. Um, what was the, what's the why behind the company? What was the reason for starting it? Yeah, so um, it started in 2014. Um, so prior to that, um, I'd rented my house out um, as lodgings um, to, you know, give me an additional income. And uh, I'd experienced homelessness as a single mum when I was 17. And um, I didn't have anywhere to turn. I didn't fit into any box, um, didn't know where to turn for help. And I just remember having like a vision on that day, like I am gonna provide this as a service to people who were just like me. Um, it, it took me um, 35 years in order to be able to do that. Um, but here we are now. So what I did is um, I'd approached the council to find out whether they wanted to use um, the lodgings that I had um, in order to help people who were facing homelessness. Um, and 10 months later, um, we had a contract uh, and it was to provide um, self-contained housing um, to local families. Um, so what had happened is there were three roads in the town that we live in where they were knocking down the houses and rebuilding them. But in the meantime, they needed to house these families and their only other option was bed and breakfast. And that was really expensive for the council. It was really unsuitable for families. Um, so we now provide self-contained um, housing for these families. Wow. And you know, uh, you know, that's funny. I actually didn't know that that story um, until, until just now. So yeah, I had no idea. So thank you for you know, thank you for sharing that openly. Um, and I guess, I guess Richard, you know, from your point of view, you know, when when you joined on, but what's kind of your backstory with you kind of joining the company and your kind of vision from it? Because obviously you've got oh, diff different roles within the yeah, company. Yeah, sure. Right? So, um, so I'm in an operations role uh, at the business. Uh, I met Wendy oh, four years ago now. Um, so I had a, previously I was in the armed forces and then I went into corporate, um, telecoms and, and uh I kind of left telecoms and went into business systemization and I met Wendy. Wendy was one of my clients and um, wanted some help in systemizing her business. So um, I think when I met Wendy, you had about 60 properties, something like that, all being managed from a notepad. Um, literally, there was no 
no IT in the business. Um, and uh, yeah, I came in and um, we started to process map and, and systemize uh, the rent guarantee company. And uh, I think it's fair to say Wendy was one of my, my <laughs> better clients, favorite clients. And I just ended up doing more and more work uh, with Wendy. And, um, and it's got to a point, uh, I guess over the last two or three years where I spent more and more time and pretty much agreed that uh, I'd come and work for Wendy. So um, yeah, I then went from like a, a contractor's type position to uh, an employee to sort of direct to the business. Um, and yeah, we've grown, grown the business massively um, from those early days and from all those post-it notes that we were doing when we were systemizing the business. We're now completely um, automated and uh, paperless. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, and we've got a great vision and, um, you know, this, uh, this rocket is taking off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that and I love that you know things were like you say like on a, on a notepad on a notepad up to 60 you know managing 60 properties in the set you could look at that as 60 clients right in, in, a, in a sense as well like going back to those days Wendy like what was that like when you because that's a long way to grow a business right you you grew that a hell of a way doing it based based on that so like what was that like in those days yeah so it was 67 properties, um, <laughs> so I remember it. Um, and what it was, I was trying to bring on my first member of staff um, and I did every job row. So even on bank holidays, I was in redecorating properties when there was a changeover. Uh, I was doing the check-ins, the checkouts, the inspections, uh, the maintenance. Um, but, you know, I was working alongside eight agents at the time who... Um, you know, I was uh, working with, um, and they were supplying properties. Um, and I was then having to manage the agent. So I needed somebody in the company. Um, and I realized I couldn't actually teach somebody it because there's 246 steps to start to finish of taking on a property. And I had that all in my head. Um, so the logistics of that, um, you know, was just all in my head and I wanted to teach somebody. So that's why I systemized the business. And having done that, we've gone from 67 to 200 properties. Um, and it's never been so enjoyable and so easy. And whoever thought I was going to love data. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it makes so much, you know, yeah. sense. Um, so everything is systemized, everything is playbooked. Um, you know, we, we try and be ahead of the curve. So we video everything, we document everything, we can share anything with landlords, tenants, um, or any of the contracts that we have. So that's one thing as well, yeah. is we only ever work with contracts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we are the rent guarantee company, because it's actually the contract that guarantees the rent. Mm -hmm. um, We're not really from a lettings agents type background, a letting background. Um, uh, certainly, you know, all, all our experiences, you know, we've got developer type experiences as well as corporate and, and, and all the rest of it. And uh, so we're quite IT uh, focused as well. So um, yeah, anything to make life easy, easy for us. We, we, we try and work on the analogy of a one click operation. So we just press one button that generate tenancy or whatever. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite easy. It's yeah. quite easy to me. And it's, it's really interesting, like the way you, 
both of you hadn't come from like a lettings background and come into this because I was having a chat with um, <clears throat> Sam Hunter, who's the CEO of, of CEO of Home Search, who are a prop tech platform. And whenever they're asked about what are other people like you doing, so in this case, like other letting agents, they just don't know. And it's because they're looking in their own tunnel uh, and because they're not comparing themselves to other people, that's what's made them unique and different and actually a market leader um, because they're not worried about what other people are doing. And I think and a lot of the time, one of the things that I see is <clears throat> so easy to get tripped up by is thinking, well, oh, I don't have the experience for that. Therefore, I can't go and do it because I don't have that certificate or I don't have that two years experience doing that specific thing. But oftentimes that just kind of like means you're going to stay in the box a little bit and this is something I know better than anyone is like you guys work outside of the box, right? Because yeah, I get, I get to see what, see what goes on, on behind closed doors. And I think that segues into, um, you know, and, you know, next question. So with your, you know, the thing that I th think really stands out about you guys is like your business operations wise, it, it's slick. And then on top of that, it's the actual mindset around business and your actual attitude, like, you know, we jumped on calls a few weeks ago and a couple of things had happened in the business where originally I was like, Oh, like, how's that going? And you, both of your attitudes were just so upbeat and positive. And it was almost like, yeah, we've got this straight away. Like I'd love to uh, unpick a little bit where that attitude and that mindset comes from. Um, I guess maybe start with Wendy on that one. Yeah. So I think what it is, is they're like life lessons. Um, so if you see, um, something as you know it's hard um, and you become a victim of it it just draws you down and actually I see everything as an opportunity mm. because I've had enough life lessons of what appears to be in the first instance a knock and then if you had hindsight and look back you're like oh my god thank god that happened because it just changed your trajectory a little bit but enough to knock you onto the course you're meant to be on and I just think I've had enough knocks um that I know you know basically thank you and I'm being <laughs> steered into the direction I'm meant to go not the one I'm focused on yeah um they're just little taps to like you know you can do it better um you know there's other opportunities out there that you're not looking at because when you're comfortable and safe, you don't look to change anything. And it's only when something changes that you look um, to make improvements where actually if you could make improvements yeah. while you're safe, I mean, how amazing would that be? Yeah. Um, so it, it, we think it's definitely the universe steering us down the route we're supposed to be going down. Ooh, you if, changed. If, if we could be all a bit willy like that, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's for a reason. And I think you just have to embrace it and, yeah, it's fair to say, you know, the, the, the sort of demographic that we're working with, we have a lot of a lot of issues um, and we can't afford to let those get on top of us. We can't afford to, um, you know, sort of com complain or, or, or put our beliefs on it. You know, we, we just have to deal with what's directly in front of us it, and it just, just take one is. step. It just is. Yeah, it, it's, mm. it's, it's it, not hot or cold outside. It just is. It's, yeah. Don't label anything good or yeah. bad. It just is. And it's happening yeah. now. Yeah. And if you could look back, you'd be in so much appreciation so that we just yeah. we're in appreciation the day anything happens. And we can never see, the, the, you know, where we're going. We just have to take that next step, just that next step. It, and then it will reveal itself yeah. or open that door to lead us down a different path type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, 
we're not rigid in our in our no. thoughts so we're not going down a hallway and we're trying to get to the end you know there's these doors and we look down each doorway and each one of those is a different opportunity so yeah and and, and that's like that's resonates with me so much because i feel like in business you know it's so easy to just say right here are the numbers, this has to make logical sense for this to work. And then there's can oftentimes be very little room for intuition, right? And like you say, for allowing things to happen and for you to actually be steered in, steered in the right way by events that have happened and being a bit agile with things. Um, and it's so, it's just like so cool to see you actually practice that in business because it's so easy to say that, yeah. right? It's so easy to say that, but you actually do it. And it, to me, it's that embodiment of it that is one of one of the things that really like sets you guys apart so like what does that look like in terms of you know you have that actual attitude and that philosophy but then taking that into business is there like a, a structure you have to actually implement that on a daily basis or, or anything along yeah. those lines yeah sure so we, we we tend to um like you say pivot or, or just uh slightly we, we, we tend to do things for like 90 days and we try and bed something for 90 days and, and we give it an opportunity for 90 days. Is this going to work uh, for 90 days? Yes, if it does, great, then we'll continue down that path. If not, then, you know, what do we need to do to, 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 to move us uh, in, in the right direction? And, um, and you just got to get going. Um, and I think you, you mentioned about data and, and, and stuff like that and just taking, taking the risk. I'm a bit more conservative. Wendy is a bit more sort of... Um, uh, I don't know, less risk averse than what I am, whereas I'm always looking at data and numbers and, and costs of things, whereas Wendy's very much, let's just do it. And I think between us, that gives us quite a good balance to say, right, okay, let's, let's proceed with caution. Let's give it a go for 90 days. Right, let's go full throttle. Let's double up uh, or double down rather and, um, and go from there. And, you know, we, we have uh, team meetings uh, every other day. We have a team meeting. Uh, everyone's around the board. We, we, we discuss what, what the plan is. Um, we have little projects. Everyone, everyone on the team's got a little project. Um, and we look to try and go forward with that for, as I say, for the next and 90 share, days. And share, share our wins. Yeah. Um, so we're very solution-focused as a company. Um, and, like, staying positive is... Um, very important so a wise man recently said to me the soul is looking for expansion and experiences and it's only our mind which is trying to see everything logical logically it doesn't make sense yeah. but your soul when you feel safe is looking to expand and um, because we've got such a great team around us all of our minds are open and we all have a vision and we all have goals and we're accountable to each other every day. What are our goals? What is our vision personally and within the business? Um, and we have, I think, a massive growth mindset, yeah. mm. which is to grow in all areas at all times. Um, so when lockdown happened, um, all the agents went into contraction and they were closed for three months. Mm. And we were like, right, we need to quadruple our efforts. Yeah because we are the only ones who are open. Um, and we did, we went out yeah. and we quadrupled. We quadrupled everything we did. All, all of our mm. marketing and our results um, showed because of it. Yeah. Um, and we could have gone into contraction, whereas we went into expansion, so. So we took on, four, I think we've taken on four new people. Uh, four new staff. During, four new staff during COVID. During COVID. So, uh, whilst everyone else is furloughed or 
redundant or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So we try and change the needle. We do the opposite to what everyone else is doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess if, if you do the same, you're just going to get the same results, right? So you're yeah. going to do, you've got to do the opposite. And um, I, I loved what you said as well, Wendy, about, you know, there are certain times where something might not necessarily make logical sense, but you can almost feel, feel that this is actually something you want to explore. And like you said, it's almost like coming from like the soul or the heart instead of just from the head. Um, how do you get to that space where you, cause I have ways that I get to that space, but I'd be really curious to know, like, how do you tap into that intuition in those times? Or if you have like, maybe an example of somewhere, sometime that may have happened in the past or something like that, how do you actually go from that? Cause I think that's such a, that is such a valuable skill to be able to be led by like, you know, the soul or the gut or that, that sense of feeling when you know something's right, but maybe the numbers don't quite add up or maybe the, the, justification can't quite be made in your head but you went and took it anyway because and the reason I ask that is because that's one of the things I feel that has really helped you excel by having that yeah um so um I've got a mentor once a quarter I come away from the business and I focus on the expansion of the business in amazing environments where you're not worrying about your children or the office or, you know, all your worries are gone. And I tell you, on the flight, just going to this event, my mind opens because you have to not work in the business mm. while you focus on expansion because your phone will ring and it'll be the normal day to take. You've got to take yourself out of the day to day running of the business in order to have a clear mind. I mean, I meditate every day. I have processes that I do, which clear, you know, they're like mantras. They're just words I tell myself, because if you tell yourself 17 times, you start believing it. So rather than saying, oh, my back hurts, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling fit today. And I will trick myself into being positive. Um, but I've done this um, probably since 2012, um, where I, you know, mantras, meditation every day I've meditated every yeah. day since 2012 wow. um, and it just clears the mind and even a breathing exercise of breathing in for five holding your breath for five and then breathing out from your mouth for five the SAS do that in order to calm their mind their body in order to be able to be like a sniper and take a shot and then just everything goes still another one is just being present in the actual moment you're in if you're worrying about what you're going to do for dinner, I've got to go shop and got to pick up the kids. Your mind is everywhere. And a lot of it is about being completely present in the moment. And you see so much more. You see what's really going on. Like your eyes are open. I don't know how to explain it. I just, yeah. I love all about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was, I, don't, I, I don't want to say it's a woman's thing, but a woman I think has intuition mm -hmm. um i'm right-brained so i definitely don't look at logic but i do look at numbers numbers are my favorite thing so i'll be like but well, if i'm going to invest in this which say is marketing yeah. advertising a new tool what does that cost me how many um landlords do we need to help in order to get a return on that investment mm -hmm. and if that makes sense then we go for it um but like my vision is way bigger than where we currently are. So we want to help 600 families and we're at 200. 
Um, and so whatever I'm doing, does this take us closer to six, helping 600 families mm. and guaranteeing rent to 600 landlords? Um, so that's how I make my decision. Does it move me closer or not? And, and that, 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 that... <laughs> <laughs> but so... and I, and I employ people who are ten times better than me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good joke. Um, no, no good employing somebody who thinks the same way as I do because we'll only have the same results. So everyone is ten times better, and then that way I grow, um, and so does the business. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think that's one of the things that makes you two such a good team is like you've both got a lot of different skill sets that together just make like everything you need to, to be successful at it right and um i mean like that was really interesting like with the vision for the company and how you kind of just ask that question to yourself because i think this is this is really key like the quality of the questions we ask ourselves determine the answers right and you're asking okay well ultimately all these little things might be great but does this bring me closer to helping 600 people or not and i think that in, its, in itself is so interesting because oftentimes, what do we say? We say, oh, maybe, or I don't know. And that just drains your energy, right? When you're thinking, maybe I'll do this in the back of your mind. I, I could do that in the back of my mind. It just takes up space back here. Whereas it's either like, yes or no. And I've noticed that with you, are very decisive. It's like, yes, yes, we'll give it a try or no, we're not going to do that right now. And then whenever like, we're on meetings I can see that the energy is just 100% focused to the matter at hand and that's it for that for that period of time and I've, I've noticed that with your real presence really interested about the, the meditation as well we did it for like three four four years myself and I can say that presence just helps just transfers to everything right it's not just for that 10 minutes while you're sitting down or, or whatever you're doing it, it does really go through to the day um, so that's really cool and the vision I'd love to um, so what does that look like? So 600 families, that's... Well, it's, it's 600 properties, actually. So properties. It, it, it's a portfolio is to be 600 properties. Um, we, we actually have helped over 600 families. Um, uh, so on average, our tenants stay with us for about 12 months, just over 12 months. Um, but yeah, it's to have 600 properties. Um, and um, we know we can do it. It's achievable. Um, we just need to, to do it. We acquired... 93 last year um and uh, that was in the middle of covid um and we think we can do the same again this year um you know <laughs> when he wants to do it in two years i'm saying <laughs> maybe three maybe four um but that's exactly how it works it, it's um you know uh wendy's got the vision and 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 i go and try and implement it and make it happen and then the vision um, comes from actually yeah. Like our network, we know people who already have 700 properties, 3,000 properties, yeah. you know, mm. um, they're already doing it. Um, so we, we just want a follow suit. So it's being around people who are already ahead of you, yeah. helps you have a bigger vision. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think, mm. where the vision comes from, is we already know people who are doing it. Yeah. If they can do it, we can do it. You know, what action do we need to take in order to get there? So when you're spending time, because I'm fascinated by this as well, about who we surround ourselves by. So when you're s surrounding yourselves by those people who are, you know, essentially where you want to be, what does that feel? Because to me, it feels like I'm almost like downloading their consciousness. I feel like I'm like literally just extracting, like to them, they've got 700 properties and 
that's just their reality, right? Because yeah. to them, that's normal. So I almost feel like, oh, okay, well, that is normal. And then suddenly I'm like taking actions based on that being normal and not this far away goal. Um, what's, that, what's that like for you when you go, you know, you have that network or you go to those, uh, you know, you go to those events across the world, spending time with those people. How, how does that actually play out in terms of your mindset? So the, what I loved, sorry, Richard, about this <laughs> network that we're in, there's like, say, 60 other businesses, and it's like reading a book. You read a whole book, and there's one line in that yeah. book that you're like, I'm going to implement that, and it changes your life. Um, and then we're in front of 60 people, and every conversation you have, one person gives you one little yeah. snippet. By the time you've come back, you, you've got a whole new vision. Um, so like, yeah, we're just we're just taking little little bits of information and 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 it's like cross that's the second time I've heard okay. that now. No, I've got to do something um, with it. Yeah, and and it's yeah. like the, the software you you said the other day, Loom. That's twice you said that now. I need to go and investigate that. Yeah. So we just take these little bits of information, and then and it's almost like a puzzle. But it's like, oh wow, I've got all these pieces. I can now see a picture developing. Obviously, there's a few holes. So. I need to go and investigate that or so, I need to, who, who knows about this yeah. or where can we get that information from? And then, and, it, and, then it, and then that will take us to making a decision either for a three month project or it might just, um, uh, you, you know, set us on a slightly different course uh, of, of, of the path that we're going down. So Ebs, you know, you said about a quality question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So actually a quality question activates your reticular activation. So if you, if I say to you, don't think about a red Ferrari, you will see a red Ferrari everywhere. If you bought one, everyone would have one. And you'd be like, oh, I bought a red Ferrari because, you know, I wanted to be the only one and you'll just see them everywhere. So the quality questions, so say if you say, where um, will I find um, someone who knows the answer to, and you will see that everywhere. So this is why we just do these little bursts of 90 days as well. Yeah. It's because we just stick in one area and keep asking questions and it shows up everywhere. So it's almost like Facebook. You talk and Facebook hears you and then it shows you, yeah. you know, this is, <laughs> this is who you need for writing your content. This is who you need to help you with this. Um, it's the same thing. Ask a quality question. Like, who do I need to speak to who's going to help me with this? And you're just looking for that in every conversation. And like I speak to my dry cleaner and he's got properties and, you know, speak to someone in the taxi, he's got investment properties. And like just everybody, when all you're looking for is the answer to who can I speak to and get in front of who's yeah. got properties, everybody's got properties. It's, um, it, it's a really good one. So it's a bit more than just a quality question. It just triggers something in your mind. That's, that's all you see and that's all you're focused on. And it comes to you. I, I, I love that with the questions and uh, you know, you know, yeah, you, 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 know you know what's funny though with the questions what I also picked up on there is like you see that you see the possibilities and the opportunities it's like um, so my coach my coach says to me you know he goes and sits down and the, the waiter at the restaurant asks you you know would you like tea or coffee and he says I want ice cream and you know it's just actually expanding what your options are when you're presented with two things oftentimes you'll just say one or the other because that's the reality that's presented to you but in actual fact this is what i see with you guys like actually you are able to see other op opportunities 
that maybe someone else can't see because you're actually aware to look for them in the first place. I think that is just so like, it's so cool to see you actually doing that. Cause I, I see it play out in the, in the business. Um, so yeah, no, that, that, that's, uh, that, that's really, really interesting. So awareness so, ebbs. So yeah. if you look back and be and have a look at your own awareness, the fact is you have to be aware that you, you're aware, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I would write down, if I were you, all the things that you wanted to do and that you've already done. Um, so I used to have like a, you know, like a target. You'd have a small circle, big circle, this, and they would get bigger and bigger. And it's like, what are the things that I want to achieve? And I'd write them all down in order of importance. And actually, I look at a list and I can tick them all off. And I'm like, okay, yeah. now, now what do I want to achieve? Um, but you have to be aware that you've actually achieved them first. Um, so I have like vision boards. And I had a vision board from 2017. And then my son says to me, oh, that um, Argo on there, we've got that in our kitchen. And I'd put a picture of a big six of an Argo in my vision board. And I've got it, but I wasn't even aware I had it. Took my son to point it out to me. Um, So just sitting down and being aware that you've achieved the things you say you're gonna do, gives you the confidence to set your next set of goals. Um, But the the shorter the goal, you know, the faster you run it. So we do little sprints. Um, Mm. But yeah, confirming that you've achieved stuff gives you more and more confidence. That's, that's such a good point. Just even recognize, because it's, it's so easy to focus on the losses, right? The, the, yeah. rem, and remembering the things that didn't go well. And oftentimes, I'm definitely a culprit of this. Like something will go exactly as planned and I'm just on to the next thing. And it's almost just like, there's so much value looking at why that went well, just as much value as looking at why it went wrong. But it's for, for whatever reason, I'm sure there's a some theory that will explain that as to why we, we just go for successes now and um you know everyone in the team has to uh, come up with a success and mm. you know and it could be you know it doesn't have to be really big it could either be a personal success uh or or anything really that that that, that person thinks is successful rather than um rather than sort of being stuck and focusing on some of the main mundane operational stuff that goes on in the business um you know we're trying to um you know create an environment where you know it's we are more successful and more positive and uh, and just keep that and going particularly just, during covid and, and lockdown because it, it just you know everyone's just fed up with it yeah. um but yeah so little successes every, every day so and also um it's not like wins and failures the things that didn't go right, so that's all just based on expectation. So if you expect a certain outcome and you don't get it, you know, don't knock yourself for it. Um, that thing that didn't go the way you expected, you get a lesson from it. Yeah. And this is why we pivot a lot as well. It's like, right, we've learned from that. How can we do it differently this time? And then you never start from the beginning. You start from where you are now. Yeah. So um, that, that's another, another belief that I live by basically. And, and like the, the thing is that I love about these is that they're basically like the opposite to like a lot of common beliefs. Like it's, it's almost just like you've taken those beliefs out of your operating system and just literally flip them and put Absolutely. new ones in, um, which, which I have. All right, cool. Let's, yeah, I think, um, look, we have a, like problem solving. A lot of it, you just 
flip the problem on its head and you've got, and you've got the answer. Mm. Um, that's, that was a huge realization I had a couple of years ago uh, on some of these problems. And it's just like, Christ, how can we solve it? And, and you just, just flip on his head and, oh God, that's the answer. And, um, so I celebrate the wins. So yeah. what happens is we have a win and then we just move on to the next thing and we haven't had an opportunity to actually celebrate and acknowledge that that was a win. Um, if you keep talking about the problem that happened last week, last you, you live in that in that space yeah, still. That so talk about the wins and talk about the growth and your, your vision and it pulls you towards it rather than sitting in what didn't happen and, because that's a break. That's like a handbrake and you're not going to want to take on more properties if you see that having to redecorate something is a problem or an issue what we've done is we flipped that on its head as well so we now are doing um complete refurbishments of all of our properties when they become empty and available um and that was from you know came from a problem yeah. now it's a solution now we're going to use that as marketing material um you know, and we're going to use it to bring on more landlords because who else does like a three-year renovation on a property? That's going to be part of one of our packages. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, problem, solution. And we're definitely going to put that in some, some of the marketing we're doing. I, did, I didn't even know that was yeah. going live yet. For sure, that's, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah, and let, let, yeah, let's, talk about, let's talk about the business for a second because obviously the way it's operates is like you say it's, it's not like a traditional letting agent so if you're you know for example obviously you've got the landlord side the tenant side you've also got the council involved if we start with the landlord with, with a like an average landlord that you speak to run me through that process of like maybe you know they've already got a property and they're looking maybe it's already been managed or maybe it's not been managed yet what what does what do you like when you're having that consultation with them? What, what does that conversation look like? Where you're explaining essentially like how what you do is different and, and why it's why it is the way it is. Yeah. So um, any landlord that we work with, the property has to be empty and available, um, or they have to have been served notice and the property is becoming available. Um, basically, we do like market research, market analysis, and we share. All the information that we know about other agents um, openly because everything is advertised on everybody's website their fees yeah. their charges um, and we compare ourselves like to like against agents the only thing is um, agents um, forward the messages between the tenant the landlord and the contractors and what we do is we take full responsibility yeah. So we have in-house, we have two in-house maintenance guys who are multi-skilled, multi-trades. Um, so that is no cost to the landlord, you know, and then we don't add VAT. There's just layers and layers of benefits and we just work through each one of them with the landlord. Um, you know, we show them the data, we'll leave them with the data so that they can show it to someone else if they want to run that by their partner, their parents, their kids, you know, it's as much information as we can give them so that they can make um, a decision based on that. Um, so it's, it's going back to being this sort of solution focused, I think what when you're saying is, is, you know, what we see quite a lot of is, you know, a tenant has an issue, gets reported to an agent, agent and just passes that message on. Whereas what we do is in the first instance, we would just try and resolve that issue internally 
Or if we need to consult with the landlord, we'll say, look, this is the problem. These are the three solutions. Yeah. These are the quotes already jacked up. What do you want to do? Let's just make it happen. So we take complete ownership of everything. And I, and I think um, I think the agents, uh, so I think the landlords like that. Um, as well as all our other services, you know, we don't charge uh, any fees um, for, for one of our packages. It's guaranteed rent, you know. Um, we, we pay 100% of the rent uh, on time every time. Um, so in fact, we and, paid 6.5 million pound in rents yeah. to landlords. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is this is serious stuff. And yeah. we pay 50 pound towards um, any maintenance issue up to 600 pound over the period of a year on another one of our packages. Another one of the so, packages. So most, most of the time, landlords don't even hear from us because we just yeah. take full, full control, full responsibility. Um, and, and we just we just make it happen. So, yeah, actually, I was looking through our KPIs the other day. You know, we got three types of maintenance. We got like within 24 hours, five days, or 28 days. Um, most of what we do, 40% is within within uh, 24 hours. We resolve faults within 24 hours. 10% um, within uh, sorry, 50% within five five working days. Um, and even something that takes that's not an issue or um, uh, not a priority, you know, we pretty much resolve within 18 days. So, you know, um, we're pretty much on top of uh, any problems. Um, and, and some of our tenants can be quite yeah, it uh, is demanding. Run, it <laughs> is run like a military operation here with Abin Richard in the operations. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Standard, like you said, was it like a hundred and something checklist for the process from start to end? I'm guessing that was uh, Richard. That was some of your yeah. That was well, yeah. That so uh, that was every every step we counted up, and I think it was two hundred and forty six. Wow. Yeah. So these were steps um, that I was already doing, and Richard just pulled them out of my brain and got them down on paper. So you know, we have a process for everything. So there's a check in process, a check out process, you know, maintenance process. Everything is processed, so anyone can come into the business, yeah. and you know, and they hit the ground running basically because it's, it's very clear on what we all need to do, and everything's got to be done with a it's smile. All, all automated in our own tool, so we built our own bespoke tool for what we do and how we do it, and yeah, yeah happy days. <laughs> so you two can just sail off to Hawaii then, basically. After COVID. <laughs> oh, exactly and the difference is like we do we work in the business every single day um so we're still full of energy we still want to grow the business um we are still growing the business um you know so we put in 14 hour days every day you know we do trainings at the weekend um there isn't anything that we you know won't do for the business um you know one of our models is working together benefits all. So that's on the that's on the wall. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> and like we look at every landlord's property as a individual business. So we look at it as a PL, um, profit and loss. What is the landlord making? We can demonstrate their return on their investment is you know at least fifteen hundred pound a year better off with us. Imagine you were with us for 10 years, that's 15 grand. That's not to be sniffed at, even fifteen hundred pounds not to yeah. be sniffed at. Um, but we look at everybody's thing as it as if it's a business, um, mm. and that's where our mindset is, you know, as much as anything. Yeah, it's not about lettings; it's it's it's, it's business. It's business. Yeah. yeah. 
Love that. All right. So, so to, um, to round up, I'd love to ask you guys a couple of fun questions that I like, like to ask and I'll, you know, I'll alternate between you two. Um, first one is, and we can start with, start with you, Richard. Um, when you look back at your life so far, what is one of your favorite failures that you look back on? And another way to phrase that is, you know, what is like a, a failure or a perceived failure that led to a su later success? Wow. Wow, uh, I've had loads. <laughs> um, oh, I can't think of any real failures. Uh, but what I, let me just rephrase this then. What I realised recently, when you look back on life and you join up the dots, and this is why I'm here. Um, you know, I never, never really envisaged working with shall we say, housing benefit type tenants and, and, and that demographic. Um, I've never really experienced that. When I got into property, I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to do big flash houses, professional tenants and all the rest of it. Um, but actually, when I look back at everything that I've achieved from when I left school and did a bricklaying apprenticeship in, in construction and joined the forces and then got into project management, and then I left telecoms and went into property investing, uh, and investments um, and, and maybe business systemizations it's kind of got me to where I am today mm. and um, and I guess there's loads of lessons along the way um, but without really going through all of those steps and all that experience I wouldn't be where I am today mm. and I love what I'm doing here it's it's for a really good cause um, and um, yeah, I, 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 yeah I can't think of a failure but but I guess all those little failures along the way and everything I've learned is, is why I'm here. Mm. Yeah, totally. And, um, um, and Wendy, what about you? What's one of your favorite failures? So one of my favorite failures uh, was uh, becoming single. So it was a relationship breakup because what had happened is I was used to a two income family. This is one of the things where the universe steered me into what I was meant to be doing. So it was a two income family with two kids. I became single, single parent. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've now got one income. What can I do? So I actually rented out one of my rooms. And that's what put me on this journey. Wow. Um, yeah. So that failure was wow. one of those ones, which is like, all right, thank you very much for that. Because now you're steering me to what uh, I'm meant to be doing. Wow. Yeah. That, that that yeah, I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why you're literally here today, right? Because yeah. of that. I've gone to that failure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, to say. oh that's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, brilliant. I got I got an easier one for you for you next. So it's just a bit oh, of a fun goodness. one. So so Richard, I'll bounce I'll bounce back to you. What when you look at the property industry as a whole. Or you can, you can apply this more specifically to, to your industry if you like, but just property industry as a whole. What's one of your pet peeves in the industry? I better not say. <laughs> <laughs> I think customer service. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. People hiding behind emails, not picking up the phone. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a biggie for me. Yeah, look, and, and I think, 
and listen, I pre- appreciate you being honest about it because ultimately, like, that's one of your drivers, right? That makes yeah. you guys do it differently and do it to the level that you do it at. So, it's re- first. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wendy, you got one? Same one uh, would be, um, I want to say responsibility. So taking mm. responsibility for what's happened, not enough people are solution focused. Mm. They want to blame outwardly external. And it's like, take responsibility for what's happening and come back with the solution. Don't just tell me what the problem is, what's the solution? And, and I see that everywhere. People just yeah. want to talk about the problem. Mm. It's a lot easier, isn't it, than looking at the solution, right? Just to, yeah. to blame to blame something. I love that. All right. Um, last last one I got for you before we wrap up. Um, so we're going to project many many years into the future. You've lived a very happy life. You, you've hit and far exceeded all of your goals beyond imagination with the company. Um, it's your last day on the planet. Um, everything that you have you know accumulated in in this life none of that can be left behind uh to your family to the people you love to your friends but you can leave behind you know one one piece of advice one piece of wisdom just some something that you'd want to leave behind um what would you leave them and uh your questions yeah oh they're like i like to make it fun yeah okay give me a minute on that one uh JFDI, just do it. <laughs> just, just go forward and do it. Just make it happen. Make it happen. Mm. Um, is, is, you know, I know Wendy's trying to think of something really clever, but <laughs> mine is just, you know, keep driving forward. Make it happen. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and I think I think that really applies. I feel like that really applies today more than ever as well, where there's just so much information and so many possible ways you could do do it and i feel like more you know taking more time or taking more data isn't necessarily worth the answer it's just 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 going and giving it a shot right you just gotta you just gotta go for it because otherwise so do it will hold you back and all the rest of it just just do it just take the jump do it Mm. and have an opinion on it don't have an opinion on something you haven't done yet um is what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> yes, Wendy. <laughs> um, and then the other one is everything is possible. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So there's already somebody doing what you want to do. Um, and all you need to know is, you know, what do you need to know? Just ask that as a quality question. What do you need to know in order to do what somebody else is already doing? Because everything is possible. You know, you've got Elon Musk going to Mars, relanding rockets, making electric cars, solar panels, you know, his vision and he implements like crazy. So it's implement like crazy. Mm. <laughs> Love that. I think that's a be- beautiful place to wrap up. Thank you so much uh, for your time. I'm really looking forward to getting this out. Um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Cheers, Ed. Cheers, Ed. High five. High five. Oh, high five. Actual high five. <laughs> <laughs>